Swayman. Swayman. Welcome inside episode 652 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller after the best night in a long time at the CTC. It was a 7-5 win for Ottawa over Boston in the home opener. And Ross, the vibes remain immaculate as we get seven different goal scores. Is chemistry still an issue on this team? Winning at home certainly isn't. We'll get into all the vibes, news, stats, analysis, and a giveaway. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Wednesday, October 19th. The show is free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube, where the best way you can help the show grow is to like every video by clicking the thumbs up and leaving a comment as well. Were you nervous at 3-3? Were you nervous at 6-5? I don't know. What's your answer? Well, Ross, we didn't have time to get nervous for 3-3. We'll get into that later. But at 6-5, I will admit I was a little bit nervous. I mean, the Boston Bruins, Ross, we talk about it all the time. Those momentum goals, they killed it on the momentum goals coming out of periods right before a period ends. Like They were really making sure they didn't let the Ottawa Senators have too much momentum other than going up 3-zip to start the game. They got some momentum there. Should have been 4-zip. We'll get into that too. But uh, yeah, there were a couple moments where I was nervous. But looking back, that's actually kind of nice. You you want a little tension. You want a little a- anticipation. You want some adversity for the boys to go through on the home opener. It can't always be easy, but they come away with the W. 7-5 win. Hopefully you guys had the over just like we did at betonline.ag because oh, that was good. Uh, we are owning BetOnline after the performance of some specific players last night. You mentioned the flow of the game. We'll get into more of that, but the storylines are aplenty. Tim Stutzla with his parents in the crowd gets another three-point game, his yeah. eighth in his career, the most ever by a senator before turning 21 years old. Claude Giroux scores a goal, which we still think might be Josh Norris's. I was convinced Norris got that, but maybe maybe it didn't get all the way to the back door there. However, it was his first shift at home as an Ottawa Senator. At home, home, Pilsy. Can you tell that Claude Giroux was meant to be an Ottawa Senator like that? That is the hockey gods shining on that decision that Claude Giroux made. And uh, family in the crowd, too. So all the all the young Giroux kids got to see it and his wife. Uh, a lot of family members in the crowd, actually. Big Walt was thinking. there. Big Walt was there. Timmy's parents. So you love to see that. It's a family event. And 19,000 of Zub's closest relatives as Artem <laughs> Zub put this one away with the seventh goal. Actually, the lone defenseman to get a goal, but seven different goal scores, and every line got a goal. Shane Pinto scored. Mark Kastelik scored. We already mentioned Giroux, and Drake Batherson got two, but they only counted one. Let's start there because the the meme of this gentleman in the crowd was unbelievable. They're using it all night as we uh, watched back the highlights. Of course, we were in attendance at the game last night with 19,000 of our best friends as well, and we want to thank everyone. We'll get into to the thank yous and everything at the end of the show, but it was the on-ice product that was super exciting. What do you think of that goalie interference call? 
Wait, I feel like to to preface this game, Ross, we got to start with the puck drop. Yes, I mean, you were literally in tears. I I don't. Think, I had a little misty eye. I, I don't think I've seen you cry before, but Daniel Alfredson will do that when. And and it was cool to see the behind the scenes, the send is showing them planning how they're going to do the Alfie puck drop and all that. But when they pan to him in the dressing room and he was sitting there all alone, the energy in the building was through the roof. I think there probably wasn't many dry eyes in the building because that was the perfect moment. We got to tip our caps to the Ottawa senators, uh, PR and media team. They've really been knocking it out of the park lately. And, that, that felt amazing for a sellout crowd, for everyone that loves Alfie like us Sens fans do, to see him back and to see him revel in that moment. Beautiful. Yeah, well, beautiful day that was playing in. <laughs> yep, exactly, I mean, that yep. was a part of it too, right? Is that the music started building and building and you're like, okay, hey, well, it's like WWE. You know that like, that's Alfie's music. <laughs> yep. Where is he? And certainly you see him for the first time that we've seen, and I want to say first time ever, rocking the new 2D jersey, yep. Alfredson 11 on the back. Like, it just doesn't get any better than that. And to have it so perfectly aligned with him being inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Like, the only thing that could have made it more perfect, I tweeted out at Sen Central, is it's too bad Zidane Chara is not still the captain in Boston. Yep. It would have been like a guy who Alfie mentored on one side and then the next one, no disrespect, Eric Carlson, of course, who was next in line, albeit one year of Jason Spezza, yeah, but say, to yeah. be the captain. But Brady Kachuk, the forward, the, the first winger captain since uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really we'll kind of narrowing yeah. my filter on that one. Yeah. But really, it, it does feel like uh, a passing of the torch and Brady in the behind the scenes video that you referenced, giving him daps and in the line, too. And yeah. Awesome atmosphere. Awesome, awesome. So, okay, we, we got to start with the puck drop, and then let's actually do it a little more chronologically. And we're still getting into the rhythm of doing these game recaps, Billsy. It's been so long, and we had some time to think about the Leafs loss on the Saturday. We do Monday to Friday, but this one here got off to about as perfect of a start as you could have imagined, just like last year's home opener. Say, yeah, last year they got three goals in the first period. Uh, but this was basically – it was. The energy was crazy, and then the first, the Sens win the draw and then ice it right away, and then I was kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, we're it's these Senators. But it didn't take long for them to really ramp things up after as Claude Giroux gets that first goal seconds later, and the, the pure joy and uh, the energy of the building when that goal happens... My God, it felt it felt good to be home. Like we were with the the sense sold over a hundred percent capacity, yeah. And that's the moment you get right off the bat, and it, it wasn't uh, long lived because you got another quick great moment <laughs> soon after. Yes, it was one oh four into the game, a little tic tac toe. Would have been Josh Norris on the toe. Say, I don't know if there was any toe there. It's just a good tic-tac. It must have gone off the toe of the defenseman then because that looked like a tap-in backdoor yep. on our side. We were obviously on the um, the penalty box side. So Section 320. Nor- yes, sir. Norris looking great, though, uh, getting it, getting his stick in the right position, if nothing else. But Claude Giroux opens the scoring. Alex Dabrinkit gets his second assist of the season. And then, yeah, two minutes and five seconds later, it was Brady Kachuk. And who better than the, the captain? To, to get the crowd that much more fired up. And I know uh, you want his signature, uh, the the, celly, Frank the, the Frank, tank, the Frank the Tank, but this was a pure in the moment when yep. Brady scores and he's just like, let me hear it. Let me hear it, guys. Yep. Like, that felt so good. And 
yeah, that was a, and both of those goals, Ross, I want to, obviously, usually the assist is a big part of scoring a goal. Oh, not the face-off? <laughs> hey, wait, <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, but uh, both of those goals are results of good, clean, cross-ice passes. And that's where I thought the Ottawa Senators really changed things up uh, in this game as opposed to recent games. When they got in the zone, it seemed like they had a plan. They knew where they were going with things. Everyone knew where they needed to be, and they were able to finish off those plans, too. So. To get off to a 2 nothing start, and I mean, Claude Giroux and Brady Kachuk to be the first goal scorers. Thank you, hockey gods. Thank you. And then it was Drake Batherson 10 minutes after that. Well, he had the one. I asked you before, what were your thoughts on the one that got wiped out? Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> Garbage call. And uh, a, a lot of people were making the comment that if that's anyone other than Brady Kachuk that <laughs> knocks in that goalie, they probably don't call that. But with a reputation of uh, being in his office in front of the net and wreaking havoc, the refs may have a little bit of uh, a negative connotation and think that he's trying to bump the goalie there. But... Again, I'm man, I'm referencing the hockey gods a lot here, but the you knew you just knew that they were gonna give Drake Batherson another chance to get a proper goal there, and that's exactly what happened. Yes, it certainly was. So this the one that counted was 13 minutes into the game. So that in itself it's it's almost ironic, Ross, that Brady gets the assist on that goal. It's almost like my bad, like I my goaltender interference that uh, was disallowed. That took away your goal, but I'll set you up for the next goal and give you a nice pass here. Well, not only that, how about the captain winning the offensive faceoff to get Ooh. this play started? Branny with a little shake shimmy at the blue line. I love that. Timmy getting the, the puck pursuit to, to free it up. And then Brady out front to Batherson. And did you see Batherson's celebration? So good. So good. So good. Yep. Um, and we started the show with the Swayman chance. I think that affected him. I'm surprised you even have a voice to do this. I do. Show. Yeah, barely, <laughs> uh, because the Swayman chants were crazy. And look, we're, we're goalie. So we, I mean, not that I had people chanting uh, Pillsy at, at my house league games when I let in eight goals, but uh, or, or six goals for Swayman. But that, that's got to get in your head. I mean, that's that's tough. The energy is through the roof and everybody's glaring at you. You got the spotlight on you. And they literally put a spotlight on him after every goal. It was awesome. Yeah. The, again, props to the Sens team. Every, everywhere in this franchise is clicking like a well-oiled machine. So you got to love that. And that uh, that seeps right into results on the ice. Well, those results were questioned at the start of the second period. Coming up after a quick break, we're going to get in to what went wrong for the Ottawa Senators to give up the 3-1 lead that became 3-3. And then almost, almost, I say, giving up another three-goal lead when they were up 6-3. And it was a Sens abroad who almost... Got the bees back. A guy was yeah. just on waivers last week. But first, we should give Bet Online a bit of an extra ad read after the amount of money line and game props we took from them last night. Yeah, and Ross, it's the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network for a reason. They got so many good odds, props, player performance props, totals, over-unders, game spreads, whatever your your uh, choice of sports gambling is, they got it. And hey, it's not just hockey, guys. As you see from the little logo here, they got baseball, they got football, they got basketball, even golf, MMA, boxing, whatever you like, they got it. And Yes, after a couple rough starts for me at betonline.ag, I finally uh, was able to climb back here with uh, with a lot of stuff hitting last night. Uh, Lilius Marsh and our boy had a similar good night, and uh, we hope all you guys got a little taste of the action at betonline.net. It's the best spot for all your sports scores, news, updates, and analysis. 
Guys, it's betonline.net, where the game starts. You're listening to Locked On Senators. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Miller after a 7-5 victory. That was not always easy. The Ottawa Senators went up 3-0, sure. But then it was three straight goals from the Boston Bruins. And we missed the two at the start of the second. Ross, this is classic us. We're, we're just having too much fun uh, on the concourse during intermissions. And we were actually chatting with Brian five or six. And we were uh, chatting with him. And, of course, the the period starts. And we're like, oh, you know, we're not going to miss. So, sorry, here we go. You're good. Just working on the stew here. Maybe I'll pass that off to you. Um, but we're just uh, chatting it up with Brian five or six. And sure enough, one goal gets scored, and we all kind of look at each other like, oh, darn, like, that's too bad. But it's still 3-2, like, nothing to worry about. And then, Ross, we hop back into the building, and both of us are looking at each other like, wait, huh? 3-3? How did that happen? So that was very unfortunate that uh, that's how that period started. And like like we talked about, that's those momentum goals that uh, that can just kill you if you're not careful. And this was a back-and-forth game the whole time. Luckily, the Sens were able to get the last laugh, though. Yeah, they certainly were. And and you look at once it's 3-3, there was no panic, even though they were two goals in a minute and 30 seconds. It was actually a minute, but the first goal is 28 seconds in, then a minute 30, and A.J. Greer gets his third of the year. Krejci scored the one to get there. And that's where you're like, these Boston Bruins, these veterans just stick around, like Bergeron, then Krejci. Like, you guys have been doing this since Alfredson was putting up 100 points, and now he's doing a puck drop going to the Hall of Fame. Honestly, and yeah, if Marchant was in this game, he probably would have got that goal uh, um, <laughs> other than A.J. Greer there. So that's that's just classic Bruins. And, and that's why I think this was a perfect kind of home opener because it, it's a good measuring stick opponent for the Ottawa Senators. Like we've talked about, if the Sens are going to get into the playoffs, likely it's probably going to be either Boston or Florida that's going to get bounced, we hope. So you got to be able to prove that when you're up against these teams, if you're going to try to bounce them from the playoffs, you got to be able to beat them. And the Sens did just that. And they beat them in a, a variety of different ways. I love the Shane Pinto goal. Like, just the way that he calls for the pass once, yeah. pivots to open himself up, and then just waits. Yeah, and that was uh, something, Ross, we've been kind of chatting about how the third line hasn't quite looked like they've got it. But it all starts with a Tyler Mott breakout pass to Joseph. Pinto, he just he just makes himself known, like, hey, I'm over here. I'm not going to beaver beaver tap the entire time. I'll give you one tap, let you know I'm here. Joseph opens it up, and... As soon as Joseph turns his body for that pass, I was already up out of my seat. Like we've talked about, yep. Pinto's release and his shot recently, especially this year, has been absolutely incredible. You, you think of the likes of Alex Debrink at Josh Norris. I think we've seen more firepower come from Shane Pinto. P- Pistol Pinto is what we should Woo-hoo. be calling him here because that is an absolutely lethal shot. It's so lethal. He put it upstairs over Swayman, and that's the one where I really noticed the spotlight yeah. on Jeremy yeah. Swayman, and you're like, oh, boy, this is uh, this is going to be a heck of a night for the Ottawa Senators offense who scores seven goals. This is the type of game, and you know what it reminded me of? Last fall, I want to say it was still in October, so before the – November wheels fell off. Uh, Remember the game against the Washington Capitals? They ended up losing that game 7-5. Batherson had a hat yeah, trick. Yep. 
this team probably loses this game last year with the momentum swings back and forth after three, three, I don't think they bounce back the way they did this year. And that's what I've been saying. Like this is a team that is going to have to probably rely on outscoring a lot of their problems last year. They didn't have the firepower to do that this year. They do. And Ross, something I like doing is on these big point nights, looking at the stat sheet, only one player for the Ottawa Senators forwards was held off the stat sheet. That was wow. Parker Kelly. I mean, when you only get f- five minutes of ice time and spend five minutes in the box, you might not get a chance to get on the score sheet as much as everyone else. But every single other forward had a point in this game. Like, talk about talk about coming out for a home opener for the fans. Yeah, and, and Parker Kelly, I mean, five minutes for hugging. That wasn't really much of a fight. Yeah, that's fair. But hey, anytime you can get... Uh, who did he end up fighting? I forget. It's Connor Clifton, I want to say. Oh, okay. I thought it was someone different because there was a trade. No, no, I'm thinking of uh, there was a four-on-four situation where the trade-off was nice. I think it was Hamannick and Pasternak. Yes, it was. Yes, because Pasternak wears the swimming pool for pasta, that embellishment. So if you can end up getting a trade-off for Travis Hamannick in the box for two minutes and pasta in the box for two minutes for Boston, that ended up working out well. How much fun is it to watch Jake Sanderson live? It's great. Yeah. And and he that's the kind of thing I have to keep reminding myself. Maybe you're not going to see those highlight reel plays, but just if you get those glimpses of him breaking the puck out, him getting kind of pushed into a corner and he figures his way out in a smart, responsible way. That's the Jake Sanderson we wanted. And that's the Jake Sanderson we're getting so far. It's so much fun because you really have to like want to notice him to notice him. Yeah. But at this stage in his career, that's super impressive. Yeah, and I think Sens fans want to notice him, especially with this decor being the glaring weakness of the team. And he's been impressive so far. And uh, I'll give another uh, kind of stick tap to Branny. I thought Branny played yes. uh, another nice game. I really think with Sanderson coming in, a little bit of the pressure is off Eric Branstrom. And he's not the guy that he's the young rookie that's supposed to be in the top four that's supposed to, ele- or yeah. not rookie, but young prospect that's supposed to elevate this decor. I think he's now in a much more comfortable place. And I think we're going to see a better year from uh, Eric Branstrom. Something I noticed about Jake Sanderson. So he's only played three games, played 22 21 in the first game, and then in the 20s, like 20 minutes and and change in each of the next. But last night, he played 20 minutes and four seconds on 31 shifts. Those are short shifts. That's like 30 seconds max. So get on, do something, get off. I like that. He's not extending them. Like we've seen it, and not to, you know, rag on Thomas Shabbat, but his shifts can get up to a minute at a time. These are nice short shifts. Get Get in, get what you need to get done, and then get off. Well, I think that's just a testament to how much this team uh, changed their game from the first two games. Well, especially the Toronto game. Let's reference that more importantly to this game is because up against Toronto, the reason they have those long shift is they're just hemmed in their own zone. Yeah. The Leafs have all the puck possession. So it's it's out of necessity that you have these long shifts and a bit of a dump and chase mentality because you don't have a choice. You're stuck there. But this time, the Ottawa Senators, I thought, controlled the pace of play. They had puck possession a lot better. So that's why you're able to have much more efficient shifts. So Thomas Shabbat had three less shifts than Jake Sanderson in last night's game Ooh. and played five minutes and 45 seconds more. Not a math guy, but <laughs> the, those average shift times... That's a little wonky out there. So, yeah, that's very interesting to note. Yeah, 100%. Let's get to another note from the 2020 draft, who some people declared the Sens losers after that draft. Not us. <laughs> that's a tough, tough aging for that 2020 draft class where Tim Stutzla now has his eighth, ooh, eighth ooh. career three-point game, three-plus points, because the last game you and I were at before this one, 
Timmy had two and two yep. for four points against the New Jersey Devils in the penultimate yeah, yes. game on home ice last spring. So now Tim Stutz with eight multi, sorry, yeah, more than that, eight three-plus point games, mm-hmm. which is way more than anybody else in that draft class. And I know there's different ways to measure success. He doesn't have a five-point game. Anton Lundell does. But Lucas Raymond has three, and he's next. And nobody else has more than two except Dawson Mercer. So, yep. So, the, and, yeah, that 2020 draft was coined as probably the, the most pivotal draft in at, at yep. least recent sense. Uh, oh, for, forever. Probably though. ever since they forgot their laptop charger in 92. Hey, we've we've all been there. <laughs> who, who among us haven't brought a laptop charger for one of the most important events of the year? It happens, right? Um, but yeah, that's the thing. That 2020 draft was going to be pivotal to see how this team's going to shape out. And we just referenced Jake Sanderson. We just referenced uh, Tim Stutzla. So those are the top two picks, and they're making it happen. And shout out Big Head Hockey for uh, noting that those eight uh, three-plus point games for Tim Stutzla is the most among Senators franchise history before turning 21 years old. Yep. Brady Kachuk and Alexi Ashen each had six. Martin Havlad had four. And Eric Carlson had three. Tim Stutzla's eight. <laughs> That's good. And he was doing it different ways last night. Like yeah. when he picks up the puck, this guy, he's a gazelle out there. He moves so quick through the neutral zone. What is it that you liked most about his game last night? Well, I think this just goes to show how important it is. I think uh, when the the panic people that have, were panicking after uh, two games, maybe some people are saying you got to get Timmy on the wing, etc. Uh, he needs to play center for better or for worse because he needs to be able to roam, like you said, like a gazelle. Give him that wide open pasture. He needs to be a free range gazelle, not stuck to the boards <laughs> gazelle because he's someone that excels when he has the time and space to to do whatever it is he wants to do. Like like I said, I, I think sometimes even Tim Stutzla doesn't know what his next move is going to be, but he needs to be able to be given that space to do that. And I think he's playing with confidence. I think him playing with uh, Brady and Drake, maybe there were some question marks raised when that first switch was made, uh, myself included, but the question marks are gone because that has looked like a line that's really clicking and they've found some really good chemistry. Most points among 2020 draft picks. Tim Stutzla has 90. Next is Lucas Raymond with 59. Yeah, but... but more I mean, games. In, in fairness, yeah, more games. But I hey. mean, Lafreniere's third with 55 and has played more games than Tim Stutzla. So you can take you can take that more games or sample size argument uh, whatever way you want. Yeah, no doubt. But Lucas Raymond, also a great player. We kind of wanted him at five. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we would have liked him at five. Yeah, but hey, then, then there's no Jake Sanderson and... Uh, I'll take Jake Sanders. Like, that's the thing. Like, once you get Timmy, the need for a guy like Raymond isn't really there as much, but the need for a guy like Jake Sanderson was still there. And when you get a guy like Claude Giroux to play right wing. And and Alex Dabrinkit. So you you kind of uh, erase those uh, problems later on. We've got two tickets to give away for Monday's game against the Dallas Stars. Monday. (laughs) I got a ticket right here. Monday, October 24th, (laughs) 7 p.m., the CTC, row P. Seat seven and eight. Man, those are amazing seats. Like uh, it's it's a darn shame, Ross, that we can't go to those get that game because I would love to. So this is a heck of a giveaway here. So make sure you guys know the contest rules stated at Sun Central on Twitter, and you can have yourself a chance to enter into the draw to win those great giveaway tickets. More vibes coming up. You're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. We'll be back right after this. 
segment three after a victory in the home opener for the Ottawa Senators. I'm Ross Levitan alongside Brandon Piller. As Pilsy said, head on over to Send Central on Twitter. We've been retweeting all the great, great content from last night. Like, Sens fans, you were on your absolute A game. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, Sens Twitter was, if you missed the game, you probably got a taste of what it was like just by logging on to twitter.com and checking out uh, all the vibes. And we took a lot of pictures. The meet and greet before the game at Stanley's was bigger and better than last year. And uh, we had a lot of people that weren't able to make it last year make it to this one. Ross, we had people coming from all over the East Coast. Uh, How many people were like, yeah, I just drove six hours and I, I pulled in right to here? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people were like that. A lot of people coming from enemy territory up in Toronto and up in my neck of woods. Uh, a couple of people from Aurelia. We got to see a lot of other Sens podcasters, Ross, that we hadn't had a chance to meet face to face. Guys like yep. Derek Lee, Jack Richardson. Sens uh, talk. Yeah, we saw Brandon Plan at the end of the game as well. So it was great to meet those guys. And there's no better time to meet everyone when the vibes are as immaculate as they are. I'm not. I've, I've got a bit of a hangover, but. I, there is uh, there's no down feelings for me here because that that whole night just worked out so perfectly. It doesn't get any better than this. And it makes me want to do these meetups 41 times a year. But I think the scarcity of them is what makes them so special. Yeah, well, that's that's just the thing, right? Uh, when we can get these to work, you're coming from Winnipeg, I'm coming from the Blue Mountains, so it's, it's not exactly easy to make it work. But I think, Ross, the play is consistently we're going to do the home opener. home opener is a no-brainer obviously we're going to try to do a mid-season game whenever it works for our schedule yep. and then the home closer the regular uh the last home opener or we'll bookend last, them the last exactly the last home opener <laughs> the home closer yeah the home the home closer we will definitely be at because that was a blast last year oh it was so much fun except we ended or up i guess that wasn't the last home game it was but it was, it was uh, the third against, and second uh, last. Montreal. yeah exactly and then i was gonna go to the last one got sick and then they get shut out yeah so we're sorry about that guys. yeah we apologize on us. <laughs> seven straight wins regular season in Ro- person ross we're going back to what is it 2016 20 no, no 2017, 2017. The, the rangers colin white's first home game with the sense that's yeah. how long ago yeah oh my he's already goodness. signed a ticket and been bought out of it <laughs> <laughs> honestly yeah and he's down at the florida sense now um but uh yeah we have one heck of a streak when we are at the games together at at home. So we're going to try to keep that going. And uh, we'll let you guys know when the next meet and greet uh, event is. And we're going to give everybody plenty of time so you can get your flights booked. You can get your hotels. You can get your car rentals because you don't want to miss these events. So we, it, it was very humbling, Ross, to have a lot of people coming up to us and, and just – the appreciation for being like, thank you guys for setting this up. And no. and we're like, well, it's not that. Shout out Stanley's, by the way. Shout out Stanley. Shout out to everyone that made this happen. Uh, but the thing is, like, we're, we're the people's pod. We're with the people at the game. Yeah. All We just want, like, we're just as glad to do those meetups as you guys are. Probably I can, more. I can tell you that for free. Yeah, we love doing it. We want to make every day a better day to be a Sens fan for us and for you. So we have no issue doing the meetup, and we hope it just gets bigger and bigger because it's an absolute blast getting to uh, chat everybody uh, up about the Sens. That's perfectly said. Like It doesn't get any better than this, and I keep saying it because it's true. I probably said that 150 times last night, and I meant it more and more each and every time. Like From, from the, the Alfredson puck drop to the game itself to the pregame festivities even walking around the market in our sends jerseys on a tuesday 
and being able to, you know, fist bump. How about meeting a listener at Shawarma Palace? Oh, and not just any listener, our guy, Jack, we walk into uh, we walk into Shawarma Palace and Jack, Jack from London is there and we kind of look at each other like, oh, hey. And he's like, I thought if I maybe come to Shawarma Palace, I might see you guys. Well, <laughs> Nine locations. I mean, what a world. And uh, yeah, if you, I can tell you something. If you guys are hoping to see us in Ottawa, just hang around Shawarma <laughs> Palace and you'll probably see us for a while. We're so stoked to have them as a sponsor. We chatted with the owner for a little yes. bit as well. It was great doing that. And uh, we we were planning on having Shawarma. That is so fun. We had a post game, man, right on the way to the Senate. And uh, it was just an awesome vibe last night. It's the perfect way. And you set that base to start the day. I'm, I'm sticking with this tagline. And I spoke with them out about it yesterday. Game days taste better with Shawarma Palace. Yeah, and uh, I, I concur. Yeah, it really tells you. Stop me if you heard this before. It doesn't get any better than this. Um, <laughs> who's your Sense Central standout? We, we didn't do the postcast last night, so let's wrap up the show doing that. Oh, actually, this is easy. I was I was sitting there being like seven different goal scorers, mm-hmm. but Jeremy Swayman. Nah. <laughs> Send Central. Uh, He's catching straight. Send Central stand down. <laughs> I will say this because I teased the Sens abroad. I do want to give a shout out to Nick Felino. Always a fan favorite here. Ironically traded for Martin Mathot, guest on this. Yes, show. yeah. Well, However, on Wally and Mathot, when uh, Felino is this guy, just heaps so much praise on Daniel Alfredson. So yep. it's almost reminiscent of when Curtis Lazar came out and sat on the bench when Phillips was getting his number retired. Yep. The bond that they created from living with uh, the Phillips. But I think Felino, if you asked him off record, he'd tell you that was pretty special being there. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I, I bet he might even say yeah, on, on record because uh, definitely. But uh, Timmy and Nick Felino were... We're having some words. Were they? Oh, yeah. Timmy, uh, he he fought back with Felino. Felino knocked him down, and Timmy nice. didn't just skate away. He he gave him the business on the way out, so you love to see that. But uh, heading back to my Sen Central standout, I was racking my brain. Seven different goal scores. Who are you going to pick? There's so many options. But really, there's only one. It's the captain. Yep. The first star of the game, Brady Kachuk. And what I want to highlight is, and if you guys have, haven't seen this, uh, hopefully you guys stuck around uh, after the game to hear his uh, interview after the stars were announced with uh, Claire Hanna because the look of, like, Brady was dumbfounded, just, like, looking around and being, like, honestly, like, this atmosphere, I've never seen that, which, fair. Like, he probably has not no, he hasn't. Been in an atmosphere He's, like this. He hasn't played a Sens home opener since 2019. Whoa. With fans. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy to think of. I mean, he he got a little taste of it last year being in the building yeah. and and we did the Brady chance. That was electric uh and uh the, but that was only 15,000. Yeah. Over 19,000 fans. And you could tell the bottleneck in the concourse. Yeah, it was yeah, I mean, we we were stuck <laughs> until we found our, uh, our little our <laughs> central booth there. Um but for for Brady to get to enjoy this moment and he has been just a part of losing over and over, never playing in meaningful games, being out of it in November pretty much for every single uh, season he's played in, for him to get to soak in this moment, for him to get a goal like that, a couple extra points to first star of the game. I I really think, and uh, you can say what you want, maybe it's uh, just a fan perspective, but I I feel like he was being 100% legitimate when he was saying this energy of the building was a big reason why we were able to pull this win out because like you mentioned, Boston had a lot of momentum goals where they were able to kind of like Ross when we start walked, and end of the period when we walked back into the the arena from the concourse when they tied it up three three 
it was quiet. Yes. Like the, the Boston Bruins really shut down that momentum, but the fans got right back up and a 7-5 game. So I got to give it to Brady because he was absolutely uh, incredible. And I'm so happy he got to experience a true, true Sens sellout home opener. It was amazing. And I appreciate him being the first star. He was good. But how about Artem Zoo? That was going to be my second choice. So I, I like that you went that way. My goodness gracious. Getting his own rebound. How many guys would just drive by after that? Yeah, especially a defenseman like him, where it's where his priority usually is. How did he get back. there? Well, and this is uh, this is what I was looking at. All the goals, pretty much all of them, uh, they resulted from really great passes. And the reason that works is because Drake Batherson, uh, he's entering the zone, and two Boston Bruins players come right up to attack him, being like, "If we just suffocate him right now, he's gonna have nowhere to go." But he reads the play. Zub reads the play. Zub sneaks in behind them because they're thinking surely Artem Zub isn't going to pinch in here and he's not going to try to start a rush on his own. He does. He gets the rebound. And instead of being like, okay, I had a good chance there. I better get back just to defend. He sticks with it and he gets it. And yeah, the, the anticipation waiting for um, John Trottier to do the goal announcement and stop when it's time to say Zub. Everyone was loving it. And uh, it it doesn't get much better. I know other, it doesn't get better than this. (laughs) Stop me if you heard that before. It doesn't get much better than this. But uh, I know other teams have uh, have little chants when guys have the ooh sound in their name. But there is no one. There is no chant that even comes close, close to the Zoob chant because so everybody's in on it. It's no secret. And Ross, we were joking this morning. Yeah. It's, it's hilarious when if he touches the puck for like, a second and then dishes off. It's like zoo, but you, you don't even get time <laughs> to finish it. But everybody's on it. Like everybody is yes. ready for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all, almost like there's a, uh, a light that goes on when he's on the ice. So everyone's <laughs> at hyper focus. It's or, so or, funny. You know, when you're at like a live studio, uh, like yeah. a show and someone has like the sign, like crowd applause, like here, yeah. someone's got a sign, just zoop, zoop time. All right. Audience zoop. <laughs> but he's more, he's more than just a uh, pretty name. Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey, played 24 and a half minutes, had four hits, three shots on goal, was plus three, and had a goal and an assist. Like, That's a good night. Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> but I do also want to give a shout-out to Mark Aslick. Guy played seven okay, and a yeah. half minutes. Okay. The guy, look at this, seven and a half minutes, scored a goal. Tell me the face-off numbers. Unreal Sally. Went uh, two for two in the face-off circle. Hundo. 100%. Is that good? Uh, had four block shots. And three shots on goal in seven minutes. Talk about being efficient with your time on ice. That's the Mark Kastlick story. So, yeah, Casty, one of my guys. I love him. Uh, when can he get a new number, though? 47 stuff. And also, I see it, and I think Pinto, because you see the seven and the two numbers. Fair. Yeah, yeah, so. fair. I think uh, maybe when we get uh, a, a classic DJ Smith, it's time to buy a house in Ottawa, yes. Mark. I think maybe then we'll look at a new number for him. I mean, I know he doesn't need waivers, soon. but he's the type of guy, and, and we talked about this in the arena last night. Yeah. It's just like he's never going to be a top six guy. No. He'll probably tell you that as many as much as the others. Like You don't need to over-ripen him the way you would a Ridley Gregg, where you're like, okay, he could be a bottom six guy now, maybe, but we want you to make sure that you're developing your offensive side. Like Mark Haslick's an NHLer. He's built like one. Mm-hmm. Get a house. I'm telling him to get a house in Ottawa. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll uh, see if Uncle Deli has some real estate connections in Ottawa and it can uh, can hook him up. But yeah, that's the thing, and it sometimes gets overlooked. Like a uh, fourth line guy is only he's going to play under ten minutes, not a big deal. But 
those fourth line shifts matter. And uh, like we mentioned, that fourth line played a bunch of time up against the Leafs top line last uh, last game. And that's important to make sure. Sure, you're only on 45 seconds, something like that. And you want to maximize the efficiency of those shifts. And if you can get a solid fourth line player, that's why Austin Watson got that long-term deal from Nashville because they recognize what he can do and he's still doing it on that deal in Ottawa. It's very important to have guys like that around. And Mark Kaslick is a prototypical fourth-line player, and we love him. Any ta- uh, stick taps you want to give out to anyone else? I, I mean, you got to give some stick taps to Timmy, too. Uh, we yes. mentioned it, his parents in town. Yep. <laughs> and that video of uh, his parents, his mom is going crazy, and his, his dad is uh, just kind of hanging out. That That is just class. If, if you guys have German family members or understand the culture, that is just classic, like, no jokes, no fun, serious, serious. Uh, I thought it was no risk, no fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe he he added a part on that from his dad's famous saying, no fun. Uh, but that is just classic uh, German right there. But Timmy had a great night, and that goal that he scored was classic Timmy. Like, not much time and space, but he gets it over to his backhand and makes no mistake. I mean, what more can you say? The, the, the Tim Stutzla. He's becoming a superstar right in our eyes. Oh, it's so great to see. The Ottawa Senators have their first win of the season. And now they turn the page to part two of the home schedule. It's a five-game homestand. They've got Washington coming in tomorrow, Thursday. Then Arizona on Saturday. Dallas with you potentially, you potentially in the crowd in the 100 level. Go to Twitter at Sense Central and enter that contest. We will be announcing the winner on tomorrow's postcast. You might have noticed no postcast last night. Shocker. <laughs> I mean, we were uh, we were not in a state to do a proper sit-down postcast, and we wanted to celebrate with the people. So, If you bought us a beer, if you just said hi, if you shook our hand, we really appreciate you making time and making us your first listen yep. each and every day. After Dallas, the homestand ends with Minnesota on Thursday, the 27th of October. So they're at home. They don't play a road game until the 29th of the month. So this is a huge, huge portion of the early season schedule. And what better way to start than with a win? I mean, it doesn't get better than this. That's uh, that's what you got to do. And that's the thing, like starting off two games on the road, especially against uh, divisional teams, that's tough. Even if you look at Buffalo and you may not think that's a huge threat and the Leafs, the Sens typically own the Leafs, so you may not think that's a threat either. But it's, it's still tough. And you got five games at home. If you guys miss the home opener... Bring that same energy to all five yeah. of these or all four of these next home I games. wish. I wish. If it was still work from home season back home, I, I would change my flights. I'd be at the game tomorrow night. We wouldn't be able to finish the week's podcast. You'd have no voice. We'd have to do uh, hand, hand sign language uh, <laughs> episodes here because I literally Googled this morning how to <laughs> podcast without a voice. Yeah, so I I, uh, only did the Swayman chance when I felt necessary because I knew one of us was going to have to have our voice here. But uh, we held it together. And uh, Ross, we got to do as many of these in-person shows. How fun are they? I've been vibing. It's felt good. It's just uh, it, it feels it feels right. We, we don't have our stage director today, my mom, uh, so that wouldn't have happened if yes. uh, if that was the case. We will get back, by the way. It's a Wednesday, usually Send Central Citizen Wednesdays. We have our next few already locked and loaded, but as you can imagine, with the hoopla, 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 word of the day, hoopla, hoopla, around the home opener, we decided to take the week off of that. Still getting used to the uh, sound effects, but we'll get those better and better as we go along. I want to give a shout out to Jonah Castle 
who went to his first Senators game last night from Newfoundland. He okay, came to yes. the Senate with us yeah, after. Our guy. So he makes a trip in from Newfoundland, flies to Toronto, watches the Leafs get get beat up by the Arizona Coyotes in his first ever <laughs> NHL game live. Love it. And then gets that atmosphere in Ottawa. Like, him and the buys must be loving it. Yeah, that is quite the journey they made. So shout out to those guys. And yeah, watching the Leafs lose to arguably one of one of the... Wait, 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 wait. Ottawa plays them on Saturday. Watch what you say. Uh, <laughs> and they beat them. They lost both games against them last year. Watching the Leafs lose and then watching your <laughs> Ottawa Senators win at home. That's a Sens fan's dream. So congrats to you guys. And uh, I'm sure it was worth the travel. Sophia Pierce needs a shout out as oh well. Oh my goodness. Nailed that. Both national anthems. Like that is incredible. Definitely. Unbelievable. Just a great night at the CTC. And we want everyone to, you're not going to have home opener energy all season. That's why it is the home opener. But the boys absolutely get a push. From what they see. And not only that, like one of my favorite things, and I love that everyone was on board for that, especially like it was so quick before the Alfredson moment. And of course, like there wasn't a dry eye in the building for that. But right before then, everyone's going with the excitement, the go sends, go chance as the senators are coming out. Danger Flutes is playing. Uh, Unbelievable. And then the second that Swayman Skate went on the ice, the whole crowd stops the ghost ends go yep. and boos for the entire length of all 20 Boston Bruins players coming out on the ice. That energy needs to be kept all season long. Absolutely. And yes, thank you to everyone. There was no uh, inappropriately timed boos. The boos were timed perfectly yes. for the right people. So shout out <laughs> to the home fans. Absolutely. Shout out to Ottawa. Give yourself a pat on the back. It was just an unbelievable atmosphere to be a part of. And Pilsy says that we're going to do it for the end of the season. First playoff game we're here. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right. I'm not calling playoffs yet, but if the Senators are in the playoffs, we're going to have a meetup. Stanley's might have to blow down the wall to the next room to open up some more space so, for all you citizens out they're there. They're going to have to take the ice out of a couple of uh, the <laughs> rinks there so we can just have a full rink to ourselves. Uh, that'll definitely be the case. Yeah. Ross, I've never been to a playoff game, so I need it. I need it. The last one I went to was against Pittsburgh in 2013. So I'm going on. It'll be 10 years this spring. Wow. Yeah. 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 I didn't get to make it any in 2017, which, which would have been awesome. But, um, what's your final thoughts after today's show? It's our first win of the season. Yeah. First win of the season. You absolutely love to see it. First win of many credits to Sens fans for that win. Um, I just honestly excitement, but also relief because I don't want to, I don't want to do this, but if we were in a world where they lose that game somehow and start off 0-3, this is a different episode. Let's just say that. So the relief and the joy that they get that 7-5 win at home in front of 19,000 of our closest friends, beautiful. All right. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Tomorrow we'll have a full preview of the Washington Capitals yep. who come to town without Connor Brown, long-term injury, really unfortunate for a hashtag sends abroad that we want to see succeed throughout the rest of his career. Obviously, you never wish injury on anyone, but even more so, I think a lot of Sens fans, we told DJ Smith, like, Sens fans are cheering for that dude. So it's unfortunate that he won't be in. There's also a player on Washington suspended 
who yep. won't be in tomorrow's game. So stay tuned for tomorrow's Locked On Senators wherever you get your podcasts. And please subscribe on YouTube. And then tomorrow night in the postcast, you have about 24 hours from right now to get into the contest where we will randomly be picking a winner on the postcast where Pilsy and at Liam's Marsh and I'll be flying back to Winnipeg during the game. So they'll have your coverage of Capitals, Senators at the CTC. But for today, we say goodbye. We'll chat tomorrow. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan, and this has been the Locked On Senators podcast. Your team every day.